special edition of America First News. You know I love sitting down with patriots. Who out there has heard the podcast, Dear America? Uh, who out there has watched this guy on so many places from Fox News, The Blaze, and all, all these places? I'm talking about Graham Allen. Yeah, well, it, you're making me feel older now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's, uh, I'm not the new guy on the block anymore with all this stuff. No, you're not the new guy on no. the block. There's, How quickly you There's agree. a lot of new guys on the block. That's true. I, I would That's say true. you fall into the old school, original conservative commentator. I would think so. Groundbreaking. Yeah, well, you know, guys like yourself, you know, I, I grew up, as you talked about before the show, traditional media and things like that. And then, uh, you know, I, I would definitely say that I'm in the category with, you know, there wasn't conservative people online speaking their viewpoints. Yeah, and, and, you know, that was kind of this unknown thing. And, and then, you know, we, we fell in that category and we grew that. And now, you know, there's, there's a million of us. I, I, I still own the, the, the ranting in the truck thing. Like, like anytime somebody sees somebody ranting in their truck, it, it's always, you know, all the memes are to make fun of me doing it and stuff. Right. And, uh, but, but it's really cool. It's cool how things have progressed. And uh, are you amazed I mean, you think you would have this, the, the, between the social media presence, mm -hmm. between the podcast presence, your podcast on fire, um, you think you'd be here at a spot where you're making the money you're making doing this and making a living and moving the country in the right direction, that this was really possible when you first started all this? Well, <laughs> when I first started all of it, uh, it, it, was, uh, it, it was a joke. It was, I was still active duty army at the time. And, and uh, the only reason I started any social media pages at all is because they were like, the only way you're going to get these kids to enlist is if you're hip and you've got these social media pages and, and, and stuff like that. And so it, it all just kind of started. I just started trying to make like, you know, at the time, funny videos were really popular. And I was like, oh, I could, I could be funny. I can do that. Right. And, and then, you know, started doing that, had the first video go viral and all my military buddies were but you can't do that again. And I was like, well, watch this. And you know, it's made really dumb things. And, and then it slowly but surely uh, morphed uh, around showing how long I've been doing it now. Uh, when Colin Kaepernick kneeled for the first time with the anthem, right? And, and it, it, it made me so angry. And I, I say that Dear America and everything, this literally we've built the entire everything around that slogan and everybody's just like, oh, it's a marketing genius. And I was like, no, it's an accident. Mm -hmm. Cause I used to always say, dear, whatever I was talking about, dear parents, dear, I don't know, bad drivers, dear uh, Republicans or whatever. And when that happened, it was the first time I just said it accidentally. It was just dear America. Cause I felt like I was talking to all, See? I was addressing all of America and it just kind of stuck from there. Remember the last time you got a quote unquote free phone uh you started out feeling great then came to the hefty activation fees four line requirements and of course binding contracts don't fall for it again only pure talk gives you a free 5g samsung galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped just sign up for pure talks unlimited talk unlimited text and unlimited data plan with mobile hotspot for just 50 bucks a month and get a free 5g samsung galaxy 
Yes, I said for free. That's right. Unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. And here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know this? Because I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind because they're proud to stand behind me. Go to puretalk.com and use the promo code G-R-A-H-A-M. That's Graham for your free Samsung Galaxy phone when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com and use the promo code Graham to start saving today. Maybe this is how old I am. I don't even think the Colin Kaepernick thing was that long ago. It doesn't even feel like. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's interesting how life it's so interesting how moments in our lives, and I'm sure you've had this as well in your career, where you just had no idea that that one little change, that one little decision, that one little thing you said just sent your life down a completely different direction. All right, you told me we were talking before the show that you used to get, what, suspended or detention all the time for opening your mouth in school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, actually, uh, yes, I, I used to get suspended or in school suspension a lot because I, I never I never learned how to uh, stop talking. Uh, um, and, and so I was kind of a nerdy kid, kind of a scrawny kid. And and I eventually learned that if I could outwit people with my mouth, uh, you know, people would leave me alone, stop bullying me, you know, all that kind of thing. So I kind of became this class clown. And, and it's funny, my guidance counselor told me, uh, and, and, and I've run into her actually since then, and, and you know, she told me, you know, Graham, if you don't learn to get that mouth under control, you're never going to accomplish anything if you, <laughs> if you never do that. And so, uh, uh, Miss Johnson is her name. And, and anyway, so we've actually met since then, and she was like, I'm, I'm big enough to admit when I was wrong. <laughs> and so, because obviously I talk for a living now. It so. worked out good for you. How did that work out in the military? I can't believe that goes over too well. Well, it, it, it worked out because it was fine-tuned in the military. And, <laughs> and so the military uh, broke that speaking all the time uh, out of me really well. Uh, my E7 used to say I had the, I had the mouth of an E8, <laughs> you know, when I was an E1, E2. And uh, many push-ups, many... Many uh, skull drags and stuff later, I, I learned to, to speak at the right moments. All right, so I think it's fair to say when people think of Graham Allen, they think of Patriot, they also think of the military. You look the part as well as, as walking and talking the part. Did you always have this, this love of America as a kid? You go into the military, you go into the military because you loved America, or do you go into the military because you were a troubled kid? Uh, well, no, I definitely, well, uh, I come from a broken home. Uh, I, I wrote about that in my first book. There's no need to like, you know, rehash all of that, but uh, I ended up being- I'm gonna try to make you cry, don't you understand? Uh, well, <laughs> no, I think I'm over the crying phase okay, of it for right, sure, but, but ended up, long story short, ended up finishing my last years as a teenager with my grandparents, my maternal grandparents. And so love of country, right and wrong and everything. I, I came from a broken home, but I did not know what right and wrong was. And, and, and I owe that to my grandparents, 100%. And so I come from a, a middle of nowhere, small town in Mississippi, Caledonia, Mississippi. Yes, it's called Caledonia. That's the name mm -hmm. of the town. And to this day, there's still 1,100 people in the city limits of this town. And so for me, you know, I, I watched the towers fall in high school. Uh, I know you were actually there, but, but I watched the towers fall in high school. And so I had never thought about it ever 
until then, and, and, and uh, Coach Lee was his name. He was my biology teacher, and he was in the National Guard. And we slowly watched Coach Lee leave, you know, and all these people leave because of the initial invasion and, and, and all of this stuff. And that's kind of what, what started the even idea of, well, maybe I do need to go do something. You know, maybe I do need to contribute in some way. And, and that was it for, for me. It was, it was either you got to be really smart and get into a D1 university somewhere, or you got to join the military just from where I was from. What sport were you playing? I, I, went, I, <laughs> I was actually a band nerd. I, oh, no I, I kidding, was, I was really? on the drum line, yeah. And, and so um, uh, uh, an unknown fact about me is I had full ride offers from Bama, Georgia, Mississippi State, LSU, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, Arkansas, and, and I turned all of them down to join the army. So you still play the drums? Uh, occasionally, uh, not 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 much anymore. Uh, well, kids make it difficult to 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 you know do those kind of things. So was it 9/11 then? You think that solidified this love of country? It was it was the first real moment. Uh, you know, up until that point, I always respected the military, law enforcement. You know, always told them thank you for your service, even back then, because that's just how. You know, my grandfather fought in the Korean War, um, and so I mean, I knew about it, but it wasn't until, yeah, seeing seeing teachers that were in the guard leave and all this stuff and not come back for almost two years at that point. Uh, that was when it really started hitting. It's like, oh, okay, you know, there's something to contributing to America, mm -hmm. right? Other than just living here. You know, I remember some instrumental moments in my life when I always loved America and I was always kind of the Alex P. Keaton from Family Ties, yep. conservative kid yep. and kind of a wacky liberal family. Um, but when Ollie North testified before the before Congress right. and really handed it to him and I never forget him in his uniform. And then when Ronald Reagan was shot, I'll never forget that day too. And you know, I went into news media originally, I was a reporter and for NBC for 20 years. Um, that seeing President Reagan shot yeah. and how he responded, whatever something flipped in me that I knew that guy was the greatest guy that ever lived. And, and it pushed me in that direction. I think in the media, I don't think I could have done the military. I, I didn't like taking orders, yeah. even though, you know, I take a lot of heat. I'll get your, get your responses. I take a lot of heat because I say my greatest regret was not serving in the military. Mm -hmm. People call me a for saying that. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't feel that way. I, I can see why a lot of people would say something like that. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys. I believe that <clears throat> the Lord has a path for all of us, and some of us it's to put on the uniform for for a while. Some of it's to put on the uniform and retire. Some of it's to not put on the uniform at all. And, and so, you know, I believe that. <clears throat> that we all go down the path that we're supposed to go down. I know some people think that's hooey and nonsense, but that's just, just what I believe. If I hadn't joined the military, just this dumb kid right out of high school, I mean, I graduated high school, four days later I was in boot camp, right? Like just, and then once I graduated boot camp, three months later I'm in Iraq, you, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. If I hadn't done that, I never would have met my wife, wouldn't have my kids that I have today, uh, I wouldn't have met the brothers that I met during that time that really brought me out of my shell and molded me even more that people see now. And so I tell everybody that the version that you see of me now 
uh, even on camera. Obviously, no one sees 90% of our lives, mm -hmm. but the version that people have <clears throat> either fallen in love with or absolutely hate, uh, that, that is the collectiveness of all of these experiences and people that I've met along the way. And, and, and just like yourself, if we hadn't gone down the paths that we had gone down, mm -hmm. we wouldn't be sitting here today even having this conversation. I, I probably wouldn't know politics at all and I wouldn't know who you are yeah. and you wouldn't know who I am because I would just be this random person yeah. on the side of the road. Yeah, it's amazing when you make decisions of what direction. There's plenty of forks in the road through life. Yep. And you can go back and say, well, what if I would have taken that fork or that one? Exactly. And how would it have turned out? I want to ask you about military life uh, in a moment. I want to play some of the clips that, that you know, make you who you are. Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> President Trump recently issued a warning from his Mar-a-Lago home. Quote, our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. There are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is, there is one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and political and economical upheaval dating back to biblical times, and that is gold. And you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. Whether you've got money on the side, you've got savings, you want to protect you and your family, all you need to do is text the word Graham to 989898 right now for a free info kit. There's no tricks. There's no gimmicks. It's absolutely free. And they will hold your hand through the whole process. Think about this. When currency fails and gold is a safe haven, how much more time does the dollar have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text the word Graham to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold. Again, text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 right now. All right, folks, my guest on this special edition of America First News is a conservative podcaster, pontificator, Graham Allen. Dear America is the podcast. Um, I told you I'd ask you about your military service. You go into the Army mm -hmm. after high school. You said four days after yep. high school, you're well, in, you're in boot camp. Yep. <clears throat> you go over to Iraq. What was that like? Well, uh, you know, I actually, I, I wrote about this in the book, too, and, I, and the chapter of it was uh, not your average war story. And, and so I tell everybody, you know, I'm friends with Rob O'Neill, you know, shot Bin Laden, SEAL Team 6, you know, all these guys that did so much more than I did. I, you know, I, I, I was just your normal Army guy, uh, went to Iraq twice, you know, did, did our thing. I think I got... You know, 300 something combat missions, you know, uh, under the belt. But, but uh, you know, I tell everybody I wasn't anything special, man. I, I, when you think about guys like Rob and, and Marcus Luttrell and all these guys, you know, you sit there and go, well, what did I really do <laughs> compared to these guys? But um, it, everything's relative in life, could, right? Yes. Like everything's relative because somebody like me could say, well, what did I really do? You were over there in the desert, you know, yeah. potentially getting shot at and killed. Yeah. So everything is certainly relative. Well, true. And so, man, I say the first six years, because I, I never wanted to be a lifer. I wanted to do <clears throat> my time. I wanted to go to Iraq because I just felt like I've always been that, you know, we're, if we're going to do it, then by God, we're, we're, jumping, we're jumping in the deep end and we're doing it. I always knew I wanted to go. 
Um, second deployment, I actually volunteered to go because you know I could have had some time back home, but I was 21 by that point. I have nothing else to do, and I was like, you know, no, I'll go again. Uh, you know, I was making good money over there. Um, I look at those years as the best years because I really felt like I was doing something that mattered. E even though I had a very small part compared to other people, like you said, it was something bigger than myself. And, and th that's something that's motivated me my entire life. And that's probably why I got into what I do now, because I saw issues with the country. I saw things that it seems weird to say it now because everybody's got an opinion about everything. But back in 2015, 2016, nobody was really calling out these things that were so blatantly obvious that were going on. And, and I just felt like it was such a need to, uh, you know, I used to say, for those who can't, I'll say it for you. That used to be the slogan when I started all this thing, all this stuff, because I felt like there was such a large amount of Americans that were just going to work, just trying to mind their own business that, that just felt what was going on. And they just wanted so badly to say something. And to, to, to me, I think one of the reasons that it worked as well as it did, and I'm still here to this day, is because I, in my opinion, I wasn't behind a news desk. I wasn't behind you know, all the cameras initially. Mm -hmm. I was just a guy in his truck just talking. So did you, you said your first viral video went viral while you were still in the military. Mm -hmm. yep. <clears throat> were you allowed to do that? You get pushback on that? Well, that's funny because you've got, you know, drag queen influencers now for, for, for the Navy or whatnot. But the answer is no. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, it happened. Um, and, and I didn't do it in uniform. I, it, it happened. But then I did make a video in uniform and immediately my chain of command was like, don't you ever do that again. And then what happened to me was, even though I wasn't doing anything in uniform, I was expressing political, Christian, conservative values. And in the army, although they're not against Christian conservative values, none of that stuff is supposed to matter in the army. Doesn't matter what your religion is, doesn't matter what color you are, what gender you are, even though there's only two, um, and, and you can't switch, but, 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 but none of that mattered. Do they pray before you go into battle? Like, do you guys? I, uh, yeah, absolutely. We, we, we would have the chaplain show up before we went outside the wire every time. And, and, and so. Because not to compare football, but I played a little through Division Three football. Yeah. It's like a tradition, like you say a prayer before the game, the coach does it. You, yeah, you know, absolutely. But I, we didn't do that in basketball. I don't think they do it in soccer. I don't know why they did it in football. It was a tradition. And I wondered, does a unit before they go out do the same thing? We did. I, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what they do now. And, and so I got out December of 2016 because they gave me a choice. My ETS was coming up. I was either going to reenlist or it was time to get out. And the videos had started getting so big that the sergeant major of the army had inquired, who is this Graham Allen person? I hear that he's in the ranks. Uh, what, what's the deal? And so my chain of command pretty much gave me a choice. It was like, hey, you know, personally, we got no problems with you talking about this stuff, but you can't do both. You can't stay in and, and have the, I mean, cause I mean, it was going nuts. Like it was going everywhere. <laughs> And so I took the chance of going this way. And, and, you know, thankfully, you know, the Lord had blessed it and it was obviously the right decision uh, because here we sit today. Um, but, but that's one of the reasons that I have such an issue with, 
you know, these drag queen influencers and trans influencers for the Navy because recruitment's down, all How this stuff. How about maternity flight suits? Are you good with those? <laughs> Dude, that's my point. And, 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 and things have changed so much since I was in that I don't even recognize the military now. And, and, and so, you know, somebody asked me on the show one day, you know, if my kids wanted to be in the military, would I encourage it? And, and my answer used to, it would have been originally, yeah, absolutely, I would encourage it. Now it would be, it would be uh, if that's what you want to do, I support it. But the military you're going into now is not the military that I went no. into. No, it sure isn't. Um, I've got a clip here of your favorite Bible, Bible verse. Oh, okay. Let's right. play that. One of my favorite Bible verses for what I do is Proverbs 18, 17. And it basically says, the first to speak his case sounds right until another comes and examines him. Uh, I love this because it is about freedom of speech. It is about the other side of the story. And today we see so many people that want to shut voices down, that go against the narrative, that want to speak truth in our society. And oftentimes that truth is uncomfortable, but it is the other side of the story that needs to be told so people can understand the actual truth the truth, not her truth or his truth or a relative truth, the actual truth of the word of God. I mean, <clears throat> that has to play a role from the military as well. Yeah, I mean, is there, you tell me that the Bible is not relevant today and you tell me that, you know, uh, 1817, the, 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 the first person to speak his case sounds true until somebody else in, comes and tells the other side of the story. Um, it, the context of that is they're talking about legal situations, but it's relevant throughout everything else. How, how we're dealing with only one side of the story wanting to be told right now. And everybody else that has any difference of opinion or, or anything, I mean, you tell me the Bible's not relevant. I mean, it absolutely is relevant to this day. Were you always religious? Always been, always been religious. Uh, have I been as independently religious as I am now? No, no. I, I definitely went through uh, a phase of, of you know, I, I knew about God, believed in God, but, but he was not at the front of my life and almost lost my marriage over it. Uh, you know, I, I just, just was not living the way that I believe, you know, now that, that you should strive to, to, to live for. And to this day, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, man, you know, I believe in God more today than I ever have. And I believe that what we're seeing today is, is truly beyond politics. It's truly beyond, you know, right versus left and all this stuff. I, I truly believe it's good versus evil. You see the things that are going on. And if you could teleport back even just 10 years ago, and, and, and tell yourself 10 years ago, hey, uh, in 10 years, they will have shut the entire planet down over a virus with a 99.9% .9 survival rate. Uh, then they're going to force everyone not to go to work. Oh, and also men can be women and women can be men, or they can be tarantulas or trees or whatever everybody else is supposed to do. And if you don't agree with that, you're the crazy one. Mm -hmm. We would think that we were insane, but that's where we are. There's so much evil in the world today that, that I do. I, I truly believe that the only answer to all of this is a Christian nation. And, and, and so, yeah. 
so you said you believe in God now more than you did ever. Mm -hmm. What you just spelled out, a lot of people would say, well, where's God? Yeah. Right? Well, the Bible talks about that, right? The Bible talks about as things go before Jesus comes back, things are going to get horrifically bad and horrifically worse. And a lot of people who are anti-Christian, they'll say, well, then what's the point of doing anything then? Well, God doesn't give us that option as Christians. God, you know, the Sermon on the Mount, the, the, the most uh, you know, popular and most just, just powerful sermon Jesus ever uh, preached was about Christians being salt and light to people. Well, I think that's very important. Words in the order that they're put in are very important. Okay, why would he use salt? Well, back in the day, what was salt used for? It was used to stop the decay of meat back in the day. So he's telling us as Christians, it's our job to prevent the decay of America, society, the world, as long as we can. That right there tells you, you don't get the option to back down. Mm -hmm. And then we're supposed to be the light. Well, what does light do? It reveals what's hiding in the darkness. That, that's what light does. And, and so I believe as Christians, because we got a lot of weak-spined Christians out there, just like we have a lot of weak-spined politicians out there, we've got a lot of weak-spined pastors. I believe that all of it is relevant. I, I don't believe that politics should be influencing the church. I think church should be influencing politics by the people that are being elected and sent to DC. You know, I used to believe that DC was the sickness and what was going on in the, 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 the states was the, uh, the, the symptoms of the disease. Now I know it's the exact opposite. The disease is everywhere mm -hmm. and we're just seeing it in DC because that's who we're sending. Yeah. Because it's all infected because we live in this woke, godless society that God is bad, but a man walking into a little girl's bathroom is completely okay because that's what they identify with. And you add in the money with big government. Yep. Yeah, and the power that comes along with spending that money, yep. which is why I say every state's like a microcosm of the federal government because every state capital has the same situation Absolutely. they're dealing with in, in Washington, D.C. Um, I feel like I do about seven hours of content a day now. Mm -hmm. I feel like with all of just the beat down every day yep. that I've grown closer to God, yeah. not lost faith in God, but grown closer to God. But I always tell people, we, we need to pray, but you can't leave it up to him. God gives you free will. Correct. And it is up to us to save it, maybe in his name, but it's up to us. Absolutely. Well, you know, to, to, to be men and women of action, right? Righteous action, patriotic action, whatever you want to call it. Uh, America wouldn't be here without Christian faith. Uh, and, and, and anyone that argues to the contrary, you're just looking for semantics and nuances to try to prove a point that's not true. Um, I, I absolutely believe that. I'm the same way. I view so much evil and darkness and insanity all day, every day, that you can't not have faith and a center in something because it will devour you and it will destroy you and, and it, it will infect you. That's why I tell everybody about Congress, uh, Senate, uh, the House, whatever, that we need term limits for this reason. This is my reason for it, is because no one can be a fighter for forever. Take the best, go back to the military, take the best Navy SEAL Delta Force person you've ever seen in your entire life and keep them in war for 20 years. Right. 
they can't do it. It's impossible. You cannot be that strong for that long. Tom Brady? <laughs> well, Tom Brady may be an exception. Uh, but, but, but that's why I have such a problem. The good ones that go to D.C. either get kicked out through the powers that be, all right, because they go against the system too much and they're not allowed to stay in there, and or they're comparable and they get compromised while they're there, or B, they were never supposed to be there in the first place and they just fall right in line with the system. Term limits, I, I always say the founding fathers were so brilliant with the way they laid out the Constitution with, with a provision for everything. They really took everything into account. The only thing I think they missed the boat on was term limits for Congress, and I think that's just because they didn't envision jet airplanes flying people back and forth to Correct. Maine to Washington, yep. riding a horse. They're, they said no one's going to do this yep. for 20, 30 well, years. Well, well, because they viewed it as a duty and a service that, you know, the, 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 the reigniting of the torch would be somebody else coming in behind you and then somebody else behind them, et cetera. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's just one of those things that you would have never imagined somebody would want to be in politics for 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. um, because George Washington didn't even want to be president. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he just did it because he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> I guess I'll do it because nobody else is doing it. And this is what, you know, the people want. But I don't, I don't even want to be here. Right. It, I think we need more people like that. Do you want to be in Congress? No. You're the person that needs to go. You know, I ran for Congress, I guess it's almost 12 years ago. I was devastated when I lost. I ran against an incumbent in a Republican primary not far from where we're broadcasting here. Thank God I lost. Yep. I really feel like I can do more for the country yep. doing what we do mm -hmm. than I can as one of 435 or Absolutely. whatever it is in Congress. I, yep. There are a number that, that literally gets nothing done over and over. You know how frustrating it would be to be a member of Congress? Yeah, well, I, I ran as well. And, and, and I didn't get beat, but I got... I got a phone call from President Trump and he asked me to step out of the way because uh, I was running against an impeachment voter and then there was a state rep guy, Russell Fry. he's actually in Congress now, um, and it came down to the concern of us splitting the vote and the impeachment voter remaining in place. And, you know, I, I told everybody, I told President Trump himself when I got in the race that, you know, if you tell me that I'm not the guy and I need to get out of the way, I'll do it. Yeah. But seeing, I imagine That's you're a soldier. I, well, I don't know, but it was brutal. Uh, New York Times, New York Post, everybody. Trump betrays longtime ally, Graham Allen. I mean, you know, I mean, just drug through it. But either way, uh, you're probably the same way. I believe that it was necessary. One, thank God I didn't get it because I'm the same as you. I can do so much more out here. But two, I believe it was necessary because I saw so much more evil and behind the veil mm -hmm. and I tell everybody, before I announced for Congress, I would say the circles I ran in, I saw about 50% behind the veil already. But once I took that plunge, 60% behind the veil, that extra 10%, again, was so evil, mm -hmm. so dark, so corrupt. And I'm not talking about the left, I'm talking about the right. Yeah. That it, it just, it transformed my whole thought process. And I just realized that even though we've got some good ones, the system as a whole, both the left and the right, it's all, the, the system's rigged across the board. You know, not, not that I was uh, prophetic or anything, but I spent 20 years in TV news media, regular. Like I said, working for NBC owned and operated stations across the country. 
I had seen behind the veil. I had seen the worst of the worst. So none of it surprised me when I got into the race with the dirty tricks and, the, and the, your own party coming after you. Yep. County Republican parties that giving you no chance as you're trying to. So I wasn't really surprised by any of it. Uh, all it made me want to do was expose it more. And, and by losing, you know, I think if you ran numbers on any of the shows that I do, I may go after establishment Republicans as much as I go after after Democrats. I had called it a ruling class of career politicians and bureaucrats before President Trump coined the phrase the deep state. Right. Ruling class of career bureaucrats. That, that's what Washington is. Yeah. Now we know it is the deep state. But I was crowing about that 12 years ago. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, you know, I, people ask me, is there any hope to truly save the government? And the reality is, and you know, we're not supposed to talk about these things, but the reality is, uh, that's the other thing I got tired of. What you can't say, what you can say. You went to whose rally? Well, I wanted to hear what they had to say. Right. Oh, well, that's a betrayal. You've now betrayed, what? No. Like, are you kidding me? Like, uh, now you're telling me that I'm not allowed to even just listen to what somebody has to say? That doesn't mean I endorse them. And me, I even agree with them. Right. But you're going to tell me what I can and can't do. I, I, there's nothing that that initiates a more bull-seeing red response out of me. Maybe it's the American in me. Maybe it's the redneck in me. I don't know. Don't tell me what I'm not going to do. Right. You know, you know, kind of That's thing. That's right. And 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 even as the conservative movement and as Republicans, we have fallen into that that tribal thing too. Like. Uh, Oh, you, you can't listen to what they say. Well, I want to hear what they say because I don't think they're right. And I want to be able, I can't talk about why I think you should vote for Trump or whoever if I don't listen to what this person says. Right. And I, I, I got so irritated by all of that that I just decided, you know what? This is, this is the problem. Government cannot be truly saved. And people don't like to hear that because the truth is what would have to happen is we would have to have an election that and, and it's rigged this way where you can't do it because not all seats are up at the same time. So you'd have to have two election cycles that you sweep the entire thing and 90% of the people are removed out of there. Yeah. It's never going to happen. No. And, and, and we're never going to get enough of the good ones there at one time that can make anything actually happen. And, and that's the truth. And it brings me all the way back to we have to go after the soul of Americans, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's the only way that we even have a shot to be salt and delay the decay of American society for as long as possible. It sure is true. Um, all that breeds chaos. So uh, I want to ask you about the future for Graham Allen okay. coming up next. All right, folks, we're back with Graham Allen. Uh, Dear America is the podcast, and we're at our America First studios, yep. America First News. Um, Beautiful studio, by the way. It's awesome, yeah, isn't it? It's really good. It really yeah. is. What are the plans for you? You got big things coming up, right? I, 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 I got some big things on the horizon. Obviously, I'm here in Texas for a reason. Um, I, I'll say this, that you know, there's big things coming. I think that I've been blessed to say that I've achieved everything that I ever thought dreamed of, right? A, a kid from the middle of nowhere, like we talked about this, uh, a town of 1,100 people, middle of nowhere. Who would have ever imagined that 
you know, I, I would I would have, you know, I, I sit downs with the president and, and famous people and, and be able to hang out with you. And, and, and who would have ever thought? Uh, I come from a town where if we ever got to go see New York one time, that was like a bucket list dream that maybe you achieved or maybe you don't. I go three or four times in a month sometimes, you know, and, and who would have ever thought? But what comes next, I really truly believe will be the biggest thing and it will be my ministry and my legacy that I leave behind. I think one issue that we have in what we do is that people refuse to uh, bring up the next group of us the right way. And it becomes territorial and it becomes this and it becomes that. I have no interest in being in front of the camera for forever. I, I just don't. Uh, is that time now? No, I, I think obviously I have a good bit to go. Um, there's still battles to be fought and, and, and I believe there's a place for me there. But, but, but what I'm most looking forward to is bringing up the next generation, the passing of the torch. I keep talking about it all the time. No one can be a warrior for forever. Yeah. And, 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 and so what I look forward to is what happens next. And, and I can't talk about it yet, but when it, when it happens, people are gonna know. Mm -hmm. if, if 10 years from now, that means that nobody ever sees my face again, but the legacy of what happens over these next 10 years is, is what people remember me by, Man, I'm, I'm good yeah, with I'm, that. I'm with you on that. I, I think there's strength in numbers. I don't understand sometimes you see these conservative, conservative warriors in fighting going on yep. and stuff. I, I just don't really get it. I think there's plenty of room for all of us. There's strength in numbers when it comes to voices. And I've always been about helping young people move to do whatever they want to do in life. People ask me, what do you want to do 10 years from now? I'm doing what I want to do right now. I yeah. mean, would I want it expanded? Would I want to keep growing? Always be moving forward. I always say, always be moving forward. Yeah. But I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think a good way to, to, to put a bow on it would be, I'm going to do whatever I feel God is telling me to do. But if that leads to where I can t say something because I want to say it, not because I have to say it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. what, what I mean, you know, right now I'm still very much in the battle. So every day, having to put the shield up and swing the sword every day. If it can get to a point where, uh, you know, if I'm needed, I can come in, uh, I'd, I'd be completely okay with that. But, but it really boils down to just doing what I think the Lord wants me to do. And, uh, you know, I, I'm excited for people to see the next step. All right, last question for you. Any piece of advice for, for a, a youngster coming up wanting to do what you do? <sighs> don't do what I did. <laughs> don't, don't make the same mistakes I did. Um, the, the truth of the matter is, I think the biggest issue in life, and this goes with parents, everything. You know, parents that don't let their kids know that they've ever had an argument. Well, then when their kids grow up and they have a marriage and they have an argument, they think, oh, something must be wrong with my marriage. Let's get a divorce. Don't think that this is sunshine and rainbows. Just last week, I was in every major media outlet period just getting crushed because I spoke out against the drag queen Navy influencer and all this stuff. I mean, it is ugly out here. I mean, mm. it, it is. The, 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 you can speak on this, I know. Do you care what they say? Not anymore. I used to. I, I, I used to. I used to put up the facade that it didn't bother me, but I'd be in the floor at my house because I, I mean, people would make videos that would get 30 million views just 
dragging me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I'd be, you know, uh, in 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 everywhere from Daily Mail UK to the New York Post, New York Times, everywhere all the time. It used to bother me. In fact, the most recent article you can look at it. This is how much I've evolved. Uh, they asked me for a statement. Newsweek did, and I typed. I'm like, my official statement is, I meant what I said, and I'm not sorry. And they actually printed it. I yeah. couldn't believe they actually printed it. But 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 you have to get to that point. If you're doing this because you want views, if you're doing this because you think your opinion is better than someone else's, you're going to get destroyed, and you're going to get chewed up, and you're going to get spit out. If you're doing this because you believe in what this country stands for, if you believe in what you're saying, then that's all you need to look to, and you need to look to God to get you through it, because I'm telling you, it's brutal. You're going to get dragged. You're going to mess up. You're going to lose money. You're going to make mistakes. But if you believe in what you're doing, you'll come out all right. I, I agree with that. My advice to people all the time is don't give a rat's what anybody thinks about you. <laughs> yeah, as long true, as you yeah. believe in what you're doing and it's morally acceptable what you're doing, don't give a rat's. Which is why I always wear the badge of honor. I, I don't care what they write or say oh, about yeah. me. They, my response to the Daily Beast all the time is, I don't talk to the fake news media. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like it, that. I, that's it. Yeah, I don't and respond to liars. That. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Um, but anyway, you keep doing what you're doing. I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully we get to work a little bit together yeah, in, the, in the future here. And yeah. uh, Graham Allen, uh, Dear America is the podcast. It's great to have you in Texas, and I appreciate you spending some time with us. This has been fun, man. Man, absolutely. Folks, that's going to do it for this special edition of America First News. Thanks so much for watching. Stinchfield's Army Rolls. <laughs>